Welcome to the Journal Talk Podcast with Nathan Oren. Each episode, we bring you tips and tools for living with passion, clarity, and purpose. Nathan is a skilled workshop facilitator, business coach, public speaker, and co-author of the international best-selling book, The Soul of Success. Now, here's our host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Ah, it's springtime again, my favorite time of year. Getting close to that 99th day of the year, which is my birthday. (laughs) But that's not the only reason that I enjoy spring. This time of year is the story of the Passover and Easter. And it's also a new beginning. In some cultures, it is the new year. A rebirth, a renewal, a hiding and a seeking a celebration for finding those things which we thought were lost. Um, I went to an egg hunt uh, a couple of weekends ago, and my nieces and nephews that who are pre-teenagers, uh, around uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, they love to collect hidden eggs filled with candy and coins and treasures. Yes, even though they don't believe in the Easter Bunny anymore, we still do the egg hunt for them. And uh, this year was different, though, because I brought a date along with me, and it's a guy that I've been dating for almost a year now. And what I noticed is that I was feeling a little awkward because I'm not around that combination of people very often. My whole family, they're very loving and accepting. They know that I'm gay. Uh, I just wasn't being as affectionate as usual with my date, because I'm not normally very affectionate like that with men when I'm with young ones around. I still had a great time, and you know, I don't think anybody else felt awkward, but it was a perfect example of how, you know, I was noticing the different roles that I play and the different ways of being that I choose when I'm around different people. Does this ever happen to you? I imagine this is a universal experience, maybe at a company picnic where you have your boss and coworkers, but also your kids and your spouse. And it's like two different worlds are colliding. Or you have your your friends that go to church together with friends that don't go to church. And, you know, it's not necessarily a conflict. It's not necessarily a dramatic thing, but it's it's different. Well, this is the perfect theme for this week's episode of Journal Talk, because I have a returning guest with me, Miss Joan Leoff, who has recently published her second book, Matryoshka, which is about finding the hidden or buried layers of self through writing. Our conversation brought back that familiar idea that I share in my passion, clarity, and purpose writing workshop about the inner committee. You know, and I, I, in fact, I shared one of my favorite journal writing exercises about this topic in episode number 41. I'll share that link with you in the notes if you want to go back and take a look at that. Another place that I learned about creating and recreating myself was at Landmark Education. I once took a 12-week seminar about the reinvention of the self. It was marvelous. One of the most profound lessons I remember from that course was that the person that I know and trust and believe myself to be is actually not who I really am. 
that I'm not limited to being any certain specific way at all, and that under any circumstance, I can always choose to create a way of being, even though it might be completely unrecognizable from who I thought I was. And I can have that way of being be my authentic self. It was very powerful. And so is this book, Matryoshka. Joan Leoff wrote a collection of memoir-style essays, and I found little pieces of myself, just like Easter eggs waiting to be found in each one of these stories. Please enjoy this interview with Joan Leoff. And with me now is Joan Leoff. Joan, how are you? Wonderful, thank you. Very excited about my new book and sharing it with people like you and others in the journaling community and my own circle of students in Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, so we had you on Journal Talk, gee, was it a year ago? I can't remember, but... I think it was longer uh, than a year ago, maybe two years ago. it's even been longer, yeah. Uh, And we talked about your book I just mentioned, uh, Fatal If Swallowed, and what's been happening since? Well, that book was actually four years ago, around this time that it came out. You Mm -hmm. discovered me a couple years later. And I actually, after having spent a good three years writing that memoir, I was kind of burned out with writing. I mean, I was journaling, but I wasn't thinking of creative writing. And Mm -hmm. then about a year and a half ago, the writing buzz hit me again and Mm. and they poured out of me. I didn't have an agenda. I knew personal essays had been a genre that I had experimented with a couple decades earlier, but I had never written an essay with a word limit in mind. I had a couple Mm. dozen essays published with no word limit in mind, and then Some of my research led me to the reality that 800 to 1,200 word essays were the most marketable. Mm. So I decided to try and master that genre as an intellectual and creative challenge. It didn't feel exactly like my style because I am layered and nuanced and poetic and In a way, getting to the essence of something in a short number of words is a highly spiritual discipline. It's like writing prose. It's like a haiku poem, only this is a prose piece. So it challenged me in that way, but it was not an easy transition. So in any case, I started to write personal essays, and they began to be published, and they kept accumulating and and accumulating and I was like on such a roll and all the people in my world who were watching this you know after about a year with 20 essays published they started to say why don't you put a collection together among those people was my stepdaughter and I had on a very deeply personal level begun to ponder 
what was my legacy at that age when one starts thinking about what are you leaving behind that leaves a trace of who you are and Mm -hmm. what you, the best of you. And I have no children of my own. So when the stepdaughter mentioned she thought a collection would be nice, that really inspired me. And a couple of other people who mentioned it inspired me that they thought it was a good idea. But Mm. then I thought, well, besides the deeply personal, I could just Xerox my essays and put them in a binder and give them to a handful of people, you know, family and close people. Why go to the expense and investment on so many drama and the drama trauma? Drama with a D, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) of doing that. And then what screamed at me was, but it's not just the next generation in terms of your stepdaughter and a nephew and that age, but it's my students whom I care as deeply about. And when I say my students, I give workshops in personal journal keeping. I've been doing that for decades through my business, Right to Heal. And I also coach people who want to make the leap from journaling to more creative writing, be it just Mm -hmm. spells or for essays or stories or memoirs or family histories. And I coach them not as an editor because I don't feel that that's the hat I am most competent to wear, but I coach them as someone who has transformed my own journal raw material into these pieces that I'm talking about. And I know the obstacles that come up in people, the vulnerabilities, the insecurities, the why am I doing this, the who cares. Mm -hmm. And I've worked through all of those issues myself. And I've had a great success working with coaches who have helped me. And so I wanted to be a coach for others. So I do the journal workshops and the coaching to make the leap. And I wanted to do this for that population as well. And I thought, well, if I'm doing it for that population, I want them to be able to not just read an essay. That feels like an ego trip. You know, it's more, how can they relate to it? What is the universal theme? They may not have had the exact same life experience, but the deeper meaning there's, you know, we're all human. And, and if I'm talking about a theme through my particular life experience, it doesn't mean that they haven't dealt with prejudice or, Difficult decisions or difficult people or difficult aspects of themselves. And I wanted them to be able to think about that through the questions I asked, either therapeutically or creatively, to do something yeah. about, uh, with back, it. Let's back up just a second and, and share what, what this book is. You know, I shared the introduction with folks. But, you know, one thing I think is really amazing is that the Matryoshka figure, am I saying that right? Yes. Um, the figurines uh, stacked inside each other. 
you shared with us in the last interview that we did that that was your muse. That was your the character symbolizing or your writing muse or your writing. You got story. it. You got it. Yeah. Years ago, I named my writer Matroshka. And I encourage all my students to name their writers and as well as other aspects of themselves. But Matroshka has really been the one pushing me all along. And the symbol is so meaningful to me for a couple of reasons. My father was born in Russia, so I'm really first generation Russian. And When I began taking myself seriously as a writer a few decades ago, the kind of writing I was doing, not by design, but by inevitability, I was being who I am, which is a a deep thinker and always looking for the layers of meaning and experience. And that symbol just appeared to me. I wasn't even looking for it. It's just like it came through me one day Mm -hmm. that this is who my writer is. I was actually working on the very, very first draft of a memoir. So you'll be happy to hear that decades later it actually got written, the memoir. But it started you know, decades earlier with this idea of Matroshka was the story of my life. Who's the innermost, the outermost, the different layers? What do we hide? What do we birth? What do we bury? And although I didn't end up naming my memoir Matroshka, I adopted her as my muse. And now she's appeared on the cover. Yes, I love it. I love it. And, um, And And I'd like to read, if I will, exactly what the Matryoshka doll means to me. This is on the introduction. This is on the inside cover of the book. The Russian Matryoshka doll opens in half, right in the middle of the abdomen. Inside her is another doll that opens in half. Inside that one, another. Many dolls open in half until there are no more. The innermost remains whole. So it's very interesting because when people look at this symbol, it's like a Rorschach. Some people look at the innermost, the little one that doesn't have any color and doesn't come in half anymore as the real whole person and the true self. And all the other layers are just facades. And other people look at the outermost one as the most colorful and the most dynamic one that contains all the other cells. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. In fact, it's both for all of us, but it's just such a rich symbol, isn't it? It's very nice. It's very nice. And each one of these chapters or segments or, if you will, stories that you've collected, the essays inside are layers and pieces and nuggets and it's not a story like your memoir going in a chronological order. They're little nuggets of you and your experience. By many cells, just like the Matryoshka yeah. has the many cells. I and love it. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to share and hope it would inspire others to look at their many selves. Yeah, you know, and I try it. to encompass the spectrum of body, mind, and spirit because we all have 
those aspects of ourselves that create our stories. So I tried in my selection of the 20 to have a representation of some stories about the body, the mind, and the spirit. Yes, my favorite one so far is the one about being too dang serious. Oh, (laughs) great. The yoga laughing. (laughs) The laughter yoga. Yeah, laughter yoga. That's great. Uh, very good. Very good. And the questions that you're referring to. So at the end of each one of these essays, you've got a list of questions that pull out the universal themes. I think these are beautiful journaling prompts all by themselves, especially if you've read the piece before it. But standing yes. alone, these are marvelous pieces of uh, you know places to go for insight and you know reaching into your own stories. That's really what I was hoping for. So if that's doing it for you, I'm just thrilled. And one person who read the book told me that one of these questions helped her resolve some unfinished business she had been carrying around for 57 years. Oh, my my God. God, That was worth everything to me to hear that. Yeah. 57 years. Wow. Wow. Now, Joan, you've got uh, this, the book is on Amazon, and we'll talk about how to get it in a little bit. Uh, again, I just love that you carried this theme from, you know, the memoir writing up to another level. It's funny because we've talked about these sort of flash essay type things. Mm-hmm. And here's this book that <laughs> has the whole concept of it to a new level. I really like it. I'd love to hear if you have any stories about the making of the book that you found uh, funny or interesting uh, so that the uh, listeners might enjoy. Well, I don't think you mean the physical making of the book, but the choosing of the essays that I was going to use. Or the The, cover. You had a story about the, the image. Yeah. Oh, the symbol was very important to me. Well, I've already explained why Matroshka was important to me, but when I was looking for the right visual for Matroshka, I Googled Matroshka image, you know, Google image Matroshkas, and hundreds Mm -hmm. and hundreds of Matroshkas came up. And they were all, as one friend said, look like they could have been on a high school book report cover. There was nothing particularly artistic about it. They were like very Mm. conventional. And in some cases, they were too gaudy for my taste, for what I was Mm -hmm. looking for. And among these hundreds and hundreds, this one stood out that was truly a work of art. And Mm. it just knocked me over. So when I researched how to get this, I saw that it was a Russian artist, which which was like <laughs> the universe telling me this is it. I mean, many of them may have been made in Russia, but stock, but you know, like in factories where they just mass produce the same atrocious. This was a unique rendering by this Russian artist, actually someone from the Ukraine. So I emailed her and said I told her about my project and that I'm also of Russian heritage and I would be honored to use, I naively said I would be very honored to use your painting. And she said, well, it's fine if you want to use it and it will cost you X amount of dollars. And Mm -hmm. it was a pretty 
pretty penny. And mm. I thought, oh, my goodness. Not, not X like in a single digit. It's something like XXXX. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was... It was a lot more, I mean, I had paid an artist for the photograph I used on my memoir, and Mm -hmm. I understood that you paid an artist for work, but I didn't understand that you paid so much money. And Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to say the money if you think it's politically correct, or is that not relevant? Uh, I think it's good enough to know that it was much more than you were prepared. and It was much more than I was prepared and like triple what I had paid for my memoir visual. Wow, wow, wow. So but it struck you. It struck you. It, it you knew me. Down, this was the right one. Yeah, and so it was around the holidays, and people, uh, among certain close friends, we have a tradition of asking each other what we want for the holidays, or at least giving a list of, you know, a wish list, whatever. And I thought, well, I'm going to ask for a contribution to this book fund, you know, to this cover that I really, really want. And so I asked a handful of people, and I got half of what this was going to cost me more than half. Wow, wow, wow. And so that kind of made me smile because it was really people who cared about making me happy and supporting a project that was good to me. And it just thrilled me to to be able to do this. I would not have been able to do it if I did not have the contributions. From your friends and family, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Very I would good. have done the book, but I would not have had the beautiful cover. Yeah, yeah. What a great testament to asking for what you want and um, having supporters, and it takes a village to make yes, a, 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 a work like this. All this. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Great. We're going to take a just a quick break, Joan. When we come back, okay. uh, will you share with us a journal writing exercise that you would uh, yes. that you would advice for us and mm-hmm. we'll talk about how to get a copy of this book okay all right we'll be right back you're listening to journal talk with nathan orn if you're looking to reunite passion in some area of your life or get clarity on an important decision or relationship issue or get back in touch with your life's purpose nathan orn offers one-on-one and group coaching sessions that guarantee you powerful insights that open new avenues for action or your money back. Get ready to turn your desire into concrete results. Contact Nathan at www.easyjournaling.com forward slash power insight to schedule your free consultation. Nathan has helped thousands of people turn their circumstances into advantage, muster courage to pursue the career of their dreams, jump off the fence of indecision, find strength to connect authentically with their loved ones, and rediscover life's meaning, creativity, and joy. Start today at www.easyjournaling.com forward slash power insight and put your dreams back on the front burner. Now back to more journal talk. We're back with Joan Leo, author of Matryoshka, Uncovering Your Many Selves Through Writing. It's an essay book, sort of a a memoir of sorts with lots of 20 unique little pieces. And really, I consider this almost like a workbook because it's got the questions for reflection at the end of each segment. Very nice. Uh, And I do want to emphasize, if I may, Nathan, I'm glad you said questions for reflection because 
even though you and I are about writing, I also didn't want it to be just about writing because sometimes just Ah, think about, you know, so I have reflections or writing, you know, you can Ah, just think about them and talk about them with others or just with yourself, but you can also write about it. But I didn't want to shut out those who kind of are phobic about writing, but yet they still can think deeply about these things. Sure. I mean, I could see this as a really, a really rich subject material for a discussion group. Yes. Like some have suggested it would be great for book groups to use this because you Mm -hmm. read it and then you discuss it among people that you feel comfortable with. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Would you like to share a, a journal writing exercise of some kind? Well, I would like to go back to, I had read a description of the Matryoshka doll and on the back of the front cover, the couple of lines that I didn't yet read say these personal, Ah, say these personal essays and questions will help you uncover the many cells inside of you and your own process of birthing and burying them as I have mine. So I would like the listener to think of the many selves inside of you, each person, list them, the different selves that come to mind, a self in particular that you have buried or are still burying, a self inside of you that you have birthed that you feel particularly good about. Just think of this symbol something that you would like to uncover, something that you would like to bury. It can be present tense, future tense, past tense, but take the theme of birthing and burying and your many selves and just see where it takes you. Your own Matrosha. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then if you get a list of those together probably all kinds of fun activities, uh, ponderings and reflections to do with with that list. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Joan. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Nathan. I don't want this to end. (laughs) (laughs) It's not over yet. We want to find out where to get this. I'm sure it's available on Amazon. Do you have any uh, shortcuts or tips? Yeah, it's available. You probably have to spell you probably have to spell the word for people. <laughs> okay. Well, two things. It's available on Amazon.com, and all you have to do is go to books and type in my name, Joan Leoff, L-E-O-F, as in flower, um, and this will come up, as will my other book, but you're looking for Matroshka, M, as in Mary, A, Apple, T, Tom, R, Rose, Y, Yes, O, Oscar, S, Sam, H, Happy, K, Kind, A, Apple. So Matroshka, and then it has a subtitle. So you can get it on Amazon, but you can also get a PDF file to download if you don't want the hard copy by going to my website, which is www.joanleoff.com. You'll see you can also purchase the paperback from my website. It's a dollar cheaper, 99 cents cheaper if you purchase it from my website. 
because I'm the book is Amazon. <laughs> huh? I'm teasing you because I, I understand the, <laughs> I said you're competing with Amazon. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't really realize it at the time that they charge a little more for postage than I did. That's the difference. The basic book is the same price, but they charge a little more for postage. I see. So you have those two options, the electronic version only from my website at this point and the paperback from either place. Very nice. Okay, good. I will put the links up also in the show notes for this episode. Mm -hmm. And if people have questions or reflections they want to share back with you or if they want to get in touch uh, with you about your uh, workshops in progress or in the future, uh, also at joanleoff.com? Yes. I, w- I would love to coach people in terms of either their journaling or making the leap to creative writing in the context that I describe, not as an editor, but as someone to help you brainstorm, set an intention, develop some accountability, have someone to keep you on track. I would love and, and to I do will that. Say, I, I will say, Joan, since the time that whatever it's been, two, two and a half years since we've met, you have definitely moved me from I am not writing anything for public consumption to I can't wait to publish my book. Oh, I know. I get the chills when you say that. That's so exciting. I'm sure I'm not the only influence, but I'm glad to be among you them. Are a major, you're a major influence in that shift, and I appreciate you, and I thank you for all the coaching and guidance that we've had in between these two episodes. And including well, it's my pleasure, Nathan. It's my pleasure. You do so much and give so much, and that's the least I could do is as in gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll have you back again. I I want to uh, hear what the next chapter is all about, the next book. Do you have any thoughts or are you on a... uh, Funny you you should say that. It's so funny you should say that because when I finished my first book, I said, I can't imagine doing another book. This is just so intense. And then when I finished this last one, I said, oh, I just can't imagine, because it's the nitty-gritty details. You know, it's not the creative buzz, but it's all the mechanics and the promotion and the computer glitches and all of that stuff. But I had a week, a couple weeks ago, where three new essays poured out of me. And I saw my fantasizing, is there going to be a sequel? And then I was in my writer's group today, and I said, but I don't know that I want to go through all this again. And then they said, but you can use the same cover and call it the second edition. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe there will be a second edition of Matroshka. Who knows? Wow. 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 Very good. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I'm sure people who have had children, you know, multiple children will tell you, you can't worry about all those details right now. You just, you, you are where you are and let the process unfold, unfold as it, yeah, yeah. And you've said that to me, so. Yes. So, uh, yeah. 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 Well, good luck to you, Joan. For the reminder. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And time. good luck to you with your memoir. I look forward to yes. hearing about its unfolding. Yes, thank you. I'll definitely be knocking when I uh, <laughs> when I need that jolt. Great. <laughs> All right, Joan. Take care. Thank you okay. for your time. Bye. 
This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da-da-da.